what it do. Welcome to another new episode of Locked On Bucks. On today's show, the Bucks beat the Pacers 140 to 126 behind 40, or excuse me, 64 <laughs> points from Giannis. 64 points. That is a new career high. That is a new franchise single game scoring record. And that is also the NBA season high so far this season. We're going to break down the career performance from Giannis in addition to talking about some changes that we saw between this game against the Pacers and the last two that we've seen. All that and more coming up on this celebratory episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Camille Davis. You can catch me weekly on the Technical File Podcast, as well as Cheesehead TV's Carry the G and NKE. Joining me is longtime voice of the pod, founder of BrewHoop.com, and one of the biggest Giannis stands you're going to meet, Frank Madden. We appreciate you for tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. We're also available on YouTube. Today's episode was brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Frank, as I mentioned, our boy Giannis Adetokounmpo, he scored 64 points tonight. That is a new career high franchise single game scoring record. Like I mentioned, the man had 13 in the first quarter, eight in the second quarter, 17 in the third quarter, and then 26 in the fourth quarter. A fourth quarter, mind you, where he had 58. <laughs> was taken out of the game, but then the Pacers cut the lead back down to 10, and then he had to re-enter the game, and then he was able to drop 64 points. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling tonight, Frank? Well, shout out to you, Camille. I'm traveling for work. I'm in California right now. It's super late where you are. It's almost midnight in Milwaukee. You stayed up. You could have said, I'm just going to do a you know solo pod. Um, you know That would have been totally fine. You had, you know, uh, you, you, you had to bring in the technical foul backup, you know, backup next man up, you know, tap, tap the, the bullpen the other night, you guys did a great job. I appreciated the shout out by the way, about Giannis's free throw shooting. I definitely did appreciate the Giannis <laughs> free throw shooting the other night. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this was, um, this was one worth saying up for, um, and you know, it, we don't say it that often, but you know, I think we've said it once or twice this year, like these are the games why we podcast every day. These are the game. These are the reasons why I still love podcasting every, every, after every Bucks game, we've had a lot of frustrating games, even frustrating wins at time this year. Um, I didn't necessarily miss podcasting about that bulls game because winning in overtime against the bulls is not really what you want uh, at the end of the day. But I mean, top to bottom, look, this game, you're paying the Pacers, a team that's beaten you twice, a team that, you know, is a funhouse mirror offense, right? Like you, you can't judge your defense when you play the Pacers just because they're so good. They space you out so well. They play so fast. Mm -hmm. They exploit your weaknesses so well with everything that Tyrese Halliburton and company are doing. Any win will do at home against the Indiana Pacers. That's, I think, the level that the Pacers have gotten to, especially after having beaten the Bucks already twice this year. So the one constant against the Pacers and pretty much everybody else has been Giannis Dedekumbo. Awesome. and. 
just the the consistency that he's had night to night. I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about Dame and what he's been able to do from a clutch scoring perspective. I mean, he's obviously had a huge role in kind of pushing the Bucks over the edge in terms of winning a lot of close games and a lot of these toss-up games, which is a big reason why they have the record that they have. But, you know, this, this whole season has been just an affirmation that Giannis, everything starts with Giannis. He's the foundation. Ever since that Boston game, I mean, he's had a great year. He was having a great year before that. The Boston game obviously was a letdown. He's been just electric. The night-to-night consistency since then has been incredible. The shooting percentages, um, I think the patience, yeah, the willingness to attack and play to his strengths. You know, he took he did take three threes tonight. I think we can forgive that. Um, but I mean, you look at his shot chart, the three threes, and he took one shot that was technically they they charted as being just outside the restricted area. Everything else inside the restricted area, 20 of 24 <laughs> in the restricted area. And you know, I, I like that this comes against a good team. We know the Pacers have no hope of defending Giannis. We've seen that, you know, time and time again, right? Um, he's got what, what did he have 37, I think, in the SQ? He had 91 points in two games before this one. He has 155 points in three games against the Pacers. Quick math, Camille, that's 50, almost 52 points per game. He's averaging almost 52 <laughs> points per game against the, the Pacers this year. And granted, the Pacers are obviously not a good defensive team, but this is a very good team. Yeah. So to put up 64 on you know, any team, right? Any team of five dudes that can fog a mirror, that's saying something, right? Um, you know, this wasn't Marjan putting up 80 or whatever, you know, in a, in a pro game. Right? This, is, this is an NBA game and not just, you know, him scoring that many points, which is still just crazy to look at, but to do it in just the dominating fashion he did. I mean, what he did to Miles Turner, what he's over done to Miles Turner. I mean, this is one of the best rim protectors in the league and all Rihanna sees when he looks at Miles Turner is food. You know, I mean, he's just his ability to bully Miles Turner has been just off the charts, so impressive. And you know, we saw him get out in transition tonight. We saw him do it in half court. That that beautiful uh, pick and roll spin from Dame for the yes. dunk that we saw, and the free throw shooting again tonight, 24-32. You know, most most he's had across any. I don't. I I I haven't didn't look it up, but I pretty sure that's career highs all across the board. It definitely is a career high for me. Yeah. So, um, and six out of eight, you know, that's 75%. So, hey, we'll take it. He's been shooting better from the line lately as well. So, yeah, I mean, this is a celebration of Giannis. And remember when people were kind of like, oh, like, yeah, you got surgery over the summer. Like, we'll see if that kind of has, you know, what, what that means. You know, his, his, his kind of in-between game has been, has been better this year. It's been kind of closer mm-hmm. to what it used to be a couple years ago after disappointing last year. Um, but man, he's just so sensational going to the basket and the skill level he has going left, going right, just again, attacking big guys, small guys. Oh, Aaron Neesmith. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, you, yes, you can kind of get into Giannis's body and make a little heart, whatever. Right. And fittingly, I mean, this game turned when Giannis was basically out there alone with some of the young dudes, yes. including Marjan and, and, and uh, Andre Jackson Jr., who we should talk about at some point in this podcast. Um, but that really turned the tide on the game, right? I mean, the Pacers got out to a fast start. I think it was 14-6. And Giannis kind of was out there with the young dudes. And, you know, especially earlier, we talked about, like, complaining a lot of Giannis, like, kind of just high pick and roll. Like, is that really the the way to, you know, kind of run an offense? But he, he was great. He was special. I mean, he carried that offense. They went on a big run. The young guy's energy on both ends helped and uh really just kind of teed up a win that wasn't wire to wire but 
you know, they were playing from the front really for three quarters and uh, you beat, you beat this Pacers team by double digits. Um, that's super impressive. I think a good bounce back game after a you know pretty underwhelming win against the Bulls. And um, yeah, I mean, we could talk for two hours about just how incredible it is what Giannis does night in and night out. Um, and again, just remember this night, people, if you were lucky enough to be in the building, save the ticket. Um, hope you took pictures. Uh, we'll be watching YouTube clips of this one probably for a while. Uh, because the dude is just special and the way he does it is incredible. Not like any, anybody else that we've seen in this league. And, um, yeah, just savor, savor every minute of it. You know, he just turned 29, got plenty more years, good years left, signed the extension, lots to feel good about if you're a Bucks fan, even with, you know, again, some of the ups and downs of this season so far, but at the end of the day, we get to tune in and watch Giannis play every game. And that's uh, something to be thankful for. Absolutely. And I would hope that with this game, I mean, it's still early in the season. So I understand some people are even caring about what the MVP ladders are looking like. But throughout the season so far, Giannis has not been getting a lot of love on the MVP ladder boards and who are the early favorites for MVP. And Justin and I talked about it during yesterday's show, but Giannis has been scoring at a crazy clip this year, super efficient. And on top of that, now with the 64 point performance, there have been five different 50-point games in the NBA this season, and Giannis has two of those. This is his third career game against the Patriots with at least 50 points. He only has eight career regular season games of scoring at least 50. Three of them now are against the Pacers. He is the fifth player in NBA history to score at least 60 points on at least 70% field goal percentage. With that, he joins Wilt Chamberlain, who did it four times. Four times Wilt did that. Again, whenever you hear your name associated with Wilt, it's good company. Also, who has done this? Carl Malone, David Thompson, and ironically enough, Damian Lillard, who was the last player to do it. And before we get out of this segment and zoom out and take a look at some of the differences we saw in this matchup and the past Pacers matchup, I do want to give Dame some love as well. He entered into the top five all-time of made threes in NBA history, his career. He tied and passed Kyle Korver for that record to get that fifth spot outright on his own. So we got to shout out Dame as well on a night where Giannis is going to get a lot of the shine as he deserves to, but let's give some respect to Dame as well. And of course, want to talk more about this game, the win, what we saw different against the Pacers right after we talk a little bit more about our friends, our friends from FanDuel. Man, Frank, you mentioned that it's late. It's late and I'm over here geeked up right now. <laughs> like, so I've mentioned it before, but people say the NBA season doesn't begin until Christmas. And I don't get how you can feel that way after you see a game like this. But hey, whatever the case may be, I say as well, the NFL season doesn't start until after Thanksgiving. We are now after that mark. Every game is super intense. Playoff position is at stake. And FanDuel is the right place to be to make those big time game vibes uh, come together with a big time offer for you. So right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, trust me when I tell you, there is no better time than now to try it out. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and even more than that. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get in on the action. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
truly appreciate everyone who tunes in to Locked On Bucks, especially those who do so on a daily basis. So shout out to all of those everydayers. If you enjoy what we do here on Locked On Bucks, I want to put you on something else that you really might enjoy. Locked On has launched the first ever national 24-7 sports streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you with 24-7 coverage of all the top sports stories of the day. It's brought to you by all the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows that cover every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, Frank, I mentioned want to take a look at the game as a whole because we could spend the whole episode talking about Giannis if we so desire. But let's take a look at this Pacers game a little bit more in depth because hey, the Bucs finally got their look back. We've lost to the Pacers two times already this season. And I think, honestly, having seen the Pacers so many times already, three times in almost a month, a little bit over a month, especially with the in-season tournament money, that whole thing that was added into there as well, this game was kind of juiced up. You saw the players with a very physical game, a chippy game. There were eight techs called in this game in total. We saw Bobby Portis get tossed out. We saw OB foul out. We saw... The Nassans have to get restrained by Jay Crowder. Like he was looking like he was fighting for his life to, to get on the court after that hard foul that Neesmith had on Giannis. But the energy of this game was so different. It felt more like something that you might see in April rather than a random Wednesday in December. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great, you know, when you have like new rivals, right? New rivalries. I think last year, year before, right? I mean, you, you never would have looked at the Pacers and said like, oh, that's, that's one of the Bucks, you know, real rivals, but, you know, huge credit to Indiana and Rick Carlisle and, and Halliburton, like they've elevated their profile and, you know, you beat the Bucks twice. Obviously the first one, Dame doesn't play, it's at home. Um, Giannis goes for 54 and they kind of pulled it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is one of the upsides of the in-season tournament, right? It adds a little bit of familiarity that otherwise you wouldn't have the Pacers and Bucks are going to play five times this year uh, because of that extra game and the congestion in the calendar means that you know they're seeing each other right after a game in which as he's alluded to there's a little bit of trash talking yep uh, Tyrese tapped the wrist did the Dame celebration after he had that big shot I think I thought Dame handled it well after the game you know basically was like you know if you dish it out you got to be ready to take it um, and you know tone was set early in this game right Halliburton, uh, you know, kind of, I forget if it was after his dunk or, or what it was, but, you know, Giannis kind of gives him a little, little forearm shiver he's running the court and Halliburton kind of flops on the floor like a dead fish. Um, so that kind of set a little, you know, that kind of started to set the tone, right? You started to feel like, okay, there's, there's no love loss between these teams. And, you know, Halliburton had a couple of really nice dunks, got, got Marjan on one, got Ajax on another, let the Bucks bench, let those dudes know about it. And uh, that was kind of, you know, again, uh, kind of, you could tell something was was brewing this game. And especially then when, you know, the Bucks start to build a big lead, Giannis is just embarrassing them. You know, again, um, that's the kind of situation where stuff can start to boil over. So you get the hard foul and Bobby, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like Bobby's just like, whatever, right? I, I mean, again, the, one of the things that, you know, we can obviously talk about Bobby and some of his limitations defensively, and, you know, he's had some struggles of late. You guys talked about the other night. He was really good, you know, in, in the previous game, gave them a much-needed kind of boost scoring-wise against the Bulls. And tonight, you know, 19 points before he gets ejected, I thought he did it again tonight. So that's what you want, right? I mean, regardless of what's kind of happening behind the scenes, like you want guys to kind of respond in the right way, and Bobby kind of did what, 
kind of Bobby does, right? And I mean that in, <laughs> in more of a good way in this respect. So, you know, I think the 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 kind of tension is is generally like I think it adds to the intrigue. Um, and uh, obviously, on a night where the Bucks kind of hit back and get some revenge, and Giannis gets to you know deservedly take his place atop the all-time record books for single-game scoring. Shout out to Michael Red, but come on, Michael, like. <laughs> You know, this was Giannis's record to have, right? He had to get it, and um, I'm glad. I'm glad Giannis didn't just barely break it, right? I'm glad that he was able to put the exclamation point on. And uh, I'll be lying to you. I'd be lying to you, Camille, if I wasn't actually, you know, happy that the Pacers kind of cut back into that lead enough, kind of bring him back to the game. I, as someone who, you know, as you said, I stand for Giannis's stats. Uh, I'm, I obsess over them. I love kind of looking at just the incredible things he does in terms of the historical context, and so. Not the first time that a huge lead I've been like, eh, you know, maybe if the other team cuts in that lead a little bit and eh, I got to bring you out, eh, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that's what we got to see. And, um, you know, uh, that's again, just another layer of intrigue and this whole game ball controversy, right? Which, um, you game know, just kind of add game ball gate, um, adds another kind of layer of intrigue. Um, I'd say this one is definitely less annoying than the, uh, ladder gate uh because mainly i think i I don't i mean just the the pacers that so for those who didn't see so the the pacers took the game ball and claimed that it was because what oscar chibwe is that how his name's pronounced the you know former what kentucky kentucky guy or kansas guy whatever he is kentucky guy i think um supposedly because he scored his first points um they wanted the game ball to commemorate that uh yeah guys like yeah, like the Bucks didn't want nothing. Nothing important happened on the Bucks side, right? Like no, no, no significant event. Like fuck out of here, man. I mean, like that's just like so stupid. And I mean, after the game, Carl, I was like, you know, there's two balls. Like you know, no need to, you know, could have been handled differently. But he was probably also. Uh, main, I'm not sure how much of that was his own team he was thinking about versus uh, thinking about uh, the uh, the Bucks coming into the the uh, the tunnel and and agitating and what what there's who was it some some coach or somebody's claims that they got like elbowed or oh, the gm the GLK, yeah chad callan and got, got elbowed like man you know what fuck around and find out right <laughs> um so i have no love lost you know you try to you try to take the game ball from a dude that just scored 64 points uh you get what you pay for so uh so yeah you know what fun no strings attached tonight camille fun game fun win Incredible performance from Giannis, and you know he's up to 32 points a game on 66% true shooting right now. I mean, he's he's at the point where I don't know how that his true shooting can go up much more because it's already so goddamn high. And uh, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys having awesome seasons, especially offensively in the league right now. But uh, I mean, he's he's just been unbelievable. And uh, I, again, I thought you know. It's it's funny. We thought like, oh, with Dame the pick and roll, like this is really gonna you know help Giannis be more efficient. And it's like he's gotten more efficient, but it's not really been the way that we thought. It's not because he's just getting like layups and dunks off pick and rolls with with Dame. So I think you you just got to give him a ton of credit. Um, you know, he's refined some of the aspects of his game, like those little in between shots. Um, but man, just the relentlessness, the way he attacks, and the skill that it takes to do that. You know, I always point on it, but. There is no seven foot, 250 pound dude in the history of the sport that can handle the ball, whether it's open floor, whether it's in the half court, like he does. I mean, 
I, I, I'm going to look up what he's what he's got as a pick and roll ball handler this year. I mean, he's been ridiculously efficient. Gets those little kind of inverted screens, even without Pat Connaughton flipping those screens that, as Pat is so good at doing. Um, he's just been incredible at just finding those crack the cracks in the defense, and to do that at his size, to be able to finish the way he does, um, it's remarkable. And again, you know that whatever casuals are going to take some of that for granted or be bitter about it, but um, you just can't take anything away from him to, to be scoring the way he's scoring um, and to be manufacturing so much of this on his own is just uh, an incredible thing to watch. So once again, just I'll, pr- I'll praise Giannis. We are, uh, we are all worship at the altar of, uh, in the church of the freak Camille. So um, enjoy this. And uh, yeah, we'll, we will not forget this one for sure. To wrap up uh, game ball game. After the game, Giannis was asked about it, like, do you actually have the game ball now? Because it was cleared up that, hey, uh, we saw a buck security guard take the game ball, and we know there's two, and the Pacers were claiming they had the second game ball to give to their player, their rookie, who scored his first point, although he had his first true basketball point in the NBA in the in-season tournament final, but that doesn't count, so whatever. So Giannis is asked about it, and he's like, you know what? I don't even know if I have the real game ball at this point. Like, it doesn't really feel like the game ball to me. It feels like a brand new game ball. Like, I played 35 minutes or whatever it is tonight. I'm not sure if this is the ball, but it's whatever. I'm going to give it to my mom. It's all right. He did mention that he does not have the game ball from game six of the NBA finals, which bothered him. Hmm. So Hmm. that was interesting to me as well to hear him mention the fact, like, I don't have the game six finals ball. I want this one. So, I don't fault him for wanting the game ball after he set a franchise record at all. Like I've seen some, uh, no, I'm here for Giannis getting the game ball after something like this. And there's a lot more to still discuss from this game because as mentioned, there were some differences in this game from the last two times we've seen the Pacers. I mean, one thing I saw in particular was how they were just trying to put more pressure on Tyrese Halliburton throughout this game. Full court pickup, trapping. We saw some Andre Jackson Jr. minutes, as Frank mentioned. So let's dig a little bit deeper into that as well after we talk a little bit more about our friends from Dave. At one time or another, everybody needs a little financial help. Sometimes the pockets are low and you need something just to help you get through until the next payday. And that's exactly why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand in between paychecks and it can help you build credit by settling the extra cash TM advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling up the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's all a part of Dave's extra cash TM account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash TM gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, get your car repaired, catch up on bills, without you having to wait for your next paycheck. I mean, you can even build your credit while you're settling up on time. There are millions of people who have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. So if you are in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on NBA. Again, that's dave.com slash locked on NBA. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. There's no credit check, no late fees. Again, download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC.
Let's dig a little bit deeper into the game that we saw, the differences here, because I mentioned already, we saw them playing Halliburton a little bit differently in this game. We saw Andre Jackson Jr. get in the game with Marjan and really have some key bench moments, minutes, like they really inserted a lot of energy into this game for the Milwaukee Bucks. Andre Jackson Jr.'s plus minus at one point in the game was at plus 15, but then we had the whole garbage time and Pacers coming back thing, and that just kind of trashed that. So that's not really taking a look at what he did while the game was really in balance, but a pretty good performance from Andre, even though he had four fouls pretty quickly in quick order, he was still able to make an impact in this game. And something else that stood out to me was looking at points in the paint and the three point percentages across the three games we played against the Pacers, because in the first matchup, the Bucks killed the Pacers in the paint. They had a plus 20 advantage there, but, the Pacers were just shooting lights out from three in that first loss against them. So that kind of balanced that out. Second game, the in-season tournament semifinal game. Bucks got killed in the paint. Pacers had 72, the Bucks had 60. In the three-point shooting, the Bucks were able to have uh, five more threes made in that game than the Pacers, which again kept them kind of close. But tonight, it was complete dominance from the Bucks in the paint. They had 70 points in the paint. Indiana only had 56. And neither team really shot the ball all that well from three. The Bucks were 7 to 27 from the field, 26%. The Pacers were 11 from 36 from the field. And I was like, that's that's pretty uh, significant for this game here. I mean, large part of it, you already called out what Giannis was able to do himself in the paint. So when you look at those numbers, it's one of those things where you're like, ah, I see how this game turned out a little bit different than the last two meetings. Yeah, and I mean, it's nice to say. It felt like there was that like the period right before the Bucks went to Vegas, right? They hit what twenty three threes against the Knicks. Like they they had a few games where they really just got super hot from three point range, and you know, like like we said at that point, right? Like I mean, the point of the game is to put the ball in the hoop, so you just have to enjoy it and celebrate it when your team hits a bunch of shots. The flip side is right that when you think about okay from a sustainability perspective, is that a way that you're going to win night in and night out in the league when, you know, you have to hit 23s to win by five or something like, no, that's not really like the way that, that you're typically going to win games. And so, you know, I, I always enjoy these games where you shoot really poorly from three and you win anyway, because I think it shows that you're doing other stuff. Well, obviously part of it was Indiana also didn't have a great night from three point range, but they were better than the bucks. And, you know, interestingly, I think the worst, by far the worst game, that the Pacers had from three and of these three was in Vegas. And in that case, it didn't matter for the reasons that you mentioned, right? They got out in transition, offensive rebounds, et cetera. And I think when you look at this game and again, like whatever, the glasses are, are, you know, overflowing uh, on a night when Giannis scores 64 and you win by, you know, double digits, but uh, offensive rebounding was again, a problem uh, tonight. Uh, but looking at the half court and, and, and transition numbers tonight, Indiana for the sort of their initial play in half court, 83 points per per 100 possessions uh, or per 100 plays. That's phenomenal, you know, especially against this Indiana mm-hmm. team that can obviously score in transition or in the half court, especially with what Tyrese can do as a pick and roll guy. Um, I thought, you know, it was interesting the Bucks put Giannis on Miles Turner, uh, especially to start the game and for extended stretches. And I thought that was an interesting wrinkle because, you know, we saw obviously that when Brooke is defending Miles Turner, he has to defend out to the point line. And the other piece too, is that they love running the pick and roll, obviously between those two guys. And so Brooke, obviously playing the deep drop, you can't switch him on to Halliburton and, you know, you're kind of just sitting back waiting and 
he's so good at those little floaters, glassers, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a nice wrinkle from the Bucks to to put Giannis um, on on Turner for for extended periods in tonight's game. I and mean, you're not really worried about Miles Turner like bullying anybody in the post or something like that anyway. Um, so it gives them a little bit of optionality to to switch, put Giannis on Halliburton, which again, like you know, Halliburton's going to get to his spots against pretty much anybody. Um, so you just have to try to keep him away from the basket. We saw Giannis did block him once um, when Tyrese drove to the hoop. We saw another play where there was a switch um, in the back, in uh, kind of like on the far wing. And uh, I think Chris was able to then jump a passing lane for the first turnover of the game. And so, I mean, you look at Halliburton's numbers, right? 22 points, seven assists, three turnovers. Hallelujah, right? Like that's yes. like pitching a perfect game against Tyrese Halliburton in the year 2023. So I think, you know, kudos to the Bucks. I think they changed some things up. Um, obviously they put the young guys on him, just give him some different looks. And that's all you kind of all you can do is just give him different looks. You know, the Bucks obviously do not do not have a Tyrese Halliburton stopper. They went to the zone at times. Um, so again, they kind of did what they what they could. Um, and the results obviously were way better than we saw last game. So so yeah, I thought that was definitely, you know, a positive. And you, know, you mentioned Andre. You know, it's sort of an issue with Andre. Like if you look at like his, his plus minus numbers, like there's not a lot of like evidence you would look at and say like, oh, he's like really helping you when he's on the floor. But I, I do think that there is something about just the energy differential. Like when he comes into games, the fact that he's his size, he can defend small. Um, you know, I thought when he first came in, I think he was defending TJ McConnell and caused McConnell some problems. And McConnell got got back and I think hit a, you know, drove on him, got a layup at one point. Um, you know, uh, Tyrese had the dunk on him. Uh, so again, it's not like he's coming there and, and you know, being uh, a world beater and, you know, snuffing everything out defensively. But you do just detect an energy differential. Uh, and uh, I think I, I just want to see more of him, right? And Same. I don't... I don't know that you, you you know I don't think he's gonna play 25 minutes a game at this point because he's gonna foul out probably if he plays plays that many minutes but uh, but I think he's a especially right now you know that's the kind of question we've been asking with Pat and Jay Crowder out like can you really not find time for for Andre Jackson given the rest of the firepower on this team and the lack of defensive um, depth that you have on the wing it just feels like there's a role for this guy and so I almost like you know obviously I love numbers I like using kind of the metrics to try to figure out like what's real, what's not balance that with the eye test. You know, he's one of those guys that I, you know, even if you're looking at like the most advanced metrics, like they don't really, especially as a rookie here, tell much of a story, but it just feels like, again, when he gets into a game, it can kind of change the tempo a bit. And uh, the other piece too, is just, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. They need defense in the playoffs, right? They're not winning for four rounds, closing games with Malik Beasley, Dame Lillard and Chris, as their, you know, one through three defenders. Like, I just don't see that happening. I think they're going to need some different looks that they can they can throw out there. And again, you know, is rookie Andre Jackson going to be the guy closing games in the NBA Finals? Like, yeah, probably not. But you got to try some stuff here because I think defensively, you know, I think it's been long enough for 23 games in a season. So over a quarter of the season, we've seen some improvement. But I think fundamentally, like, the personnel just isn't there defensively and so I think you just have to give these guys some looks you know especially Andre to a lesser extent Marjan because you just hope that something starts to click with them and at least they could be guys that that might be part of the solution there in addition to potential trade so um so that was a welcome sign and again hopefully Pat 
Jay are back sooner rather than later, especially Pat. Um, but, uh, you know, in the meantime, let's, let's see what Andre can do. I'm definitely with that. I tweeted about that during the game, just mentioning the fact, like, I know he's young and I know he makes some mistakes, but it seems like every time he gets in the game, I like what I see. And so I'm with you on that. And up next for the Bucks, we have the Detroit Pistons coming to town on Saturday. They just lost their 21st straight game tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. They play Philly again in Philly on Friday before they come to Milwaukee on Saturday. So hopefully uh, if Philly beats them on Friday, you know, Milwaukee is not that first win for the Pistons. You don't want to be that team that gives up that distinction of being the team that the Pistons broke their losing streak against. So that's coming up this weekend for the Bucks. That's the next game. They get a couple of days off in between time. And that'll do it for us here today. Let us know in the comments on YouTube what your favorite part of Giannis's performance was from tonight. Let's just let's have a Giannis love fest in the YouTube comments for a bit because I mentioned it. I think the man should really be getting some stronger looks for MVP consideration. Also, make sure that you go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Locked On Sports today comes through with 24-7 coverage of the top sports stories of the day the local experts have locked on. So go ahead and check that out after we close here. So for Frank and myself, we'll catch you later.